Good morning, Laguna Beach. It's Craig and Rainbow Radio. Just starting a little late this morning. We had, uh, I had to help a, a fellow radio announcer here. So things are good now. It's a beautiful morning. If you hadn't noticed here in Laguna Beach, the weather is beach weather again. I am, and as I like to start out my Rainbow Radio, I'll, I'll be at a little slow this morning at seven minutes after. And I apologize. If you tuned in um, and you're and you're here, we are live on Zoom and on um, live on uh, Facebook at uh, Rainbow Dash uh, Rainbow Radio on our own page. So you can tune in or dial in or whatever you feel like doing. Uh, but today, the weather—that's where we're going. A mix of clouds and sun. High around 65. It's already 65, folks. I think it's going to be around 70, 72. I don't know. Winds uh, 10 to 15 miles an hour. Humidity. Uh, we'll say, which is fabulous at 74 degrees, uh, sunrise, uh, which already happened if you haven't noticed and sunset at 7:38. The only thing I know that's going on today in Laguna beach is, uh, South Laguna is having a, um, uh, I guess a yard sale or a community yard sale. And, um, I don't, I think there was a thing in Stu news about it, but it's a big deal. It's an annual, uh, South Laguna yard sale, um, great community uh, opportunity to, I guess, sell and buy things. It's on till 11. So uh, I think it started at eight. So you've got a couple hours of uh, yard selling or yard buying or whatever, you know, like in the news, someone went to a yard sale and bought a, a Grecian, Grecian looking head uh, this week for $36. And it's a missing arc, uh, a missing historical piece from, Europe that who knows what it was worth, but it is um, 
has quite a history and uh, it's all over the news. I just Google it, uh, found head. <laughs> and, and it's a white, it looks like an old white plaster thing that's kind of faded in yellow and it's about the size of a real head, but it's a, a carved stone and uh, the uh, cust the uh, visitor bought it for $34, made quite a, so you never know in South Laguna <laughs> what might be on sale. Anyway, I want to thank our sponsor here for KXFM Radio 104.7 and Rainbow Radio. That would be Mike Johnson and Chris Tibbet. And Chris Tibbet is kind of coordinating that sale, I believe, in uh, South Laguna. So a shout out to Chris. Also, um, it is a beautiful day uh, out across the Pacific there. It's uh, the ocean is deep blue. A full report on that. You can see Catalina Island. And uh, like I said, it's a it's a perfect beach day if you haven't been to the beach in a while and you need to catch up on uh, you need to catch up on unstressing. Uh, this week, I've decided that there's a lot of stress out there. <laughs> we stress way, way, way too much, and we need to take a deep breath and decide to ourselves that the human psyche can be frail at times. It's not bulletproof. It's not, um, it's not, uh, doesn't come with a warranty. It, it, it is fallible. It is, can be delicate at times, and it's worth being careful with because at times it can be uh, stressful. And I think um, we forget that. We forget that uh, we, our expectation that everything should, you know, look at Facebook. You saw people, oh, they're out to dinner. They had a fabulous dinner. Look at their friends. Look at this. Look at that. Oh, they're doing this. They're in the French Riviera. They're in Paris. They're doing this. Oh, my goodness, goodness me. And you think, why am I? I, 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 and you're stressing over some silly stuff when I think it's all your perspective causes you to feel a bit stressed. And sometimes I think you just have to pull back and maybe sit on a bench down by the beach and listen to the waves. And uh, there is a very powerful, that's a very powerful way to unstress and uh, recharge yourself and gain some perspective. I guess perspective is the word of today. If you are stressed too much and um, like the military man, uh, the troop that uh, took his life because he was, um, it's a sad story, I won't go into there, but anyway, he took his life and a uh, young guy just turning 19. Um, there is a place you can call and talk to people, 866-488-7386. That's the Trevor Project for all kinds of stressful situations. It's a, it's a great cause. Uh, they do a lot of good things, 866-488-7386. So that's my message of today. Let's not stress. Let's not get too stressed. Let's be careful. The psyche is, does not come with a warranty. <laughs> it's not bulletproof. And at times it can be delicate. I learned that from an elderly lady once in a stressful time in my life when she put her frail hand on my arm and said that the human psyche is delicate. And as I was acknowledging it, as quickly as I turned to say something to her, she was gone. And I said to my friends, did you see that elderly lady? And they looked at me and they said, no. Was there an elderly lady? And I go, well, yes, there was. It was strange. I think someone came to me to tell me that it was okay to be fragile at times. So, yes, we all have that. Um, we all can be fragile at times. Anyway. That's my message here on a beautiful Saturday morning in Laguna Beach. Go out and go to Saturday Market and stock up on some uh, provisions for a, a, for a lovely afternoon lunch or better yet, plan for Sunday brunch and, and uh, a little, um, you know, get together with your friends, you know, maybe a park bench somewhere. It doesn't have to be that big of a deal. Maybe Heisler Park overlooking the ocean. 
the ocean. There I go with that ocean thing. You know, well, we are at the we are at the beach. That is a big thing here in, in Laguna Beach. The beach. It's all good. I gotta put my music on pause here. Hold on. Gonna play through all my music behind me and I won't have any music left. Anyway, so let's move right along here. I haven't I have been uh uh not catching up on this week in history, and I do have <laughs> It's important. I think I just need to dive right in and get this week in history out of the way this this week, as, as I like to do. Um, last week, I had it all ready to go. And I had a guest, and it, it uh, preempted my this week in history. So let's get right with it this week. May 7th. Is today the 7th? Yes. Hey, I got it right. So on this week in history, May 7th, in 1987, Stuart McKinney, a Republican <coughs> from Connecticut, <laughs> becomes the first U.S. congressman uh, to die of AIDS. He is 56. His widow subsequently established a foundation in his name and eventually sets up a medical scholarship for college students interested in working with people with AIDS. It is later revealed that McKinney was actively, if not openly, bisexual um, in 87 and uh, moving along, that's all the news for the 7th. Moving along to the 8th, in 1990, fitness trainer and former model Paul Parisi outs actor John Travolta in an interview in the National Enquirer, claiming that Travolta's first, first proposition in him in the showers of a health club and uh, that over the next two years they had sex dozens of times while Travolta was dating girl stars. Baracy later apologizes for the story, claiming that he sold the interview to a tabloid because he needed the money. Well, <laughs> I still wonder about that one. In 2012, North Carolina, Carolina banned same-sex marriage, civil unions, and domestic partnerships. Love you, North Carolina. That's in 2012. They banned it all. Uh, I think things have changed since then. But we need to be worried. Um, Pete Buttigieg was interviewed. Uh, if you have a chance to uh, go to YouTube and um, search for Pete, and the latest interview will pop up. This guy is amazing. I feel like he, in about... Uh, a 20-minute interview brings the whole political arena together in a very clear focus of what is going on, what's happening. In a, in a good way, he, uh, he brings a clarity, and I, it, it's refreshing. It, it's worth a listen. Yeah. Moving along to May 9th in LGBTQ history. Um, so Joe, there in Payson, Arizona, go don't tell me when you're doing it because, you know, you're in Payson. <laughs> but I digress. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, in 19th... <clears throat> oh, my. Where did that come from? I choked up on 1970. Uh, May 9th <laughs> in history. In 1970, Ingrid Montano... A teacher in Phoenix, Arizona, resigns after being condemned by community leaders for having invited a homosexual to come speak at one of her high school sociology classes. That's pretty radical in 1970, but um, that's pretty radical to be, have to resign. Although she has support of her principal, she submits her letter of resignation declaring, I refuse to compromise on certain issues, and if compromising is part of teaching, forget it. I believe in speaking out honestly. I refuse to be hypocritical. Wow. In 1978, Wichita, Kansas voters repealed by a margin of five to one a recently enacted city ordinance that would have prohibited job and housing discrimination against gay men and lesbians. Less than two weeks later, Eugene, Oregon becomes the fourth U.S. community in less than a year to repeal a gay rights law. See, 
I think in early 70s, laws got put on and then the pendulum swings back and they get taken off and then the pendulum swings the other way and they get put back on. And I think we're experiencing another pendulum swing and I don't like the way it's swinging, but more on that later. In 2007, Oregon bans discrimination based on sexual orientation, which is legally defined to include gender identity in the private sector. In 2012, President Barack Obama endorses same-sex marriage, saying it is important for me to go ahead and affirm that I think same-sex couples should be able to get married. He is the first sitting president to do so. Someone's texting me. It's probably Joe. Okay, moving on to May 10th in LGBTQ history. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're moving on to Missouri. Oh, Missouri. The, the Springfield, Missouri, the buckle of the Bible Belt. In 1954, uh, this is going to be interesting, the Missouri Supreme Court upholds a life sentence for sodomy. Really? A life sentence for sodomy. Wow. We've come a long way, baby. <laughs> that's 1954. That's a while ago, but, but still, you would think. Uh, in 1962, the California Supreme Court overturns the sodomy conviction of a man caught by police in a public restroom by use of a peephole drilled into the roof. Oh, my. Guess they were, they were, that was their um, surveillance. <laughs> okay. Well, now moving on to May 11th on this day. So this is a really good week in history. There's a lot of juicy information here. In May 11th on this day in history, in 1982, uh, voters in Lincoln, Nebraska go to the polls to decide whether or not to accept a proposed gay rights ordinance for the city. Okay. Leading to the fight against the initiative is the local psychologist Paul Cameron, who is who has uh, asserted, among other things, that gay and lesbian teachers are 43 times more likely, 43 times more likely, where did he get this information, to molest a child than are heterosexuals. And he is, after all, a psychologist. Among his other statements... He claims most murderers commit a crime that are punished, but gays are promiscuous and do bad deeds consistently, and as such are worse than murderers. Well, isn't that lovely? Oh, oh just so glad to know I have such a wonderful heritage. <laughs> we practice the Christian faith in our family, and my son was gay, and if my son were gay... It would be one of the four most horrible things that could happen. If it had happened, my son would be disowned. Aren't you a lovely psychologist? I think to I would hope in today's age that he would his license would be revoked. Um, but the, to to take it that far, I wonder what where did he go to college? Uh, the ordinance goes down in defeat, 78% to 22%. So uh, the polls decide whether or not to accept. So it did not get accepted. It went down. Oh, it went down into purpose. And Cameron, soon to be disbarred for unethical conduct from the American Psychological Association and placed under investigation by the American Psychological Association for falsifying and distorting scientific studies on homosexuality, launches a new career for himself as an expert witness as a head of Anti-Gay Family Research Institute, a family anti-gay family research, which has been classified as a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. Well, he had his comeuppance. <laughs> oh, I'm so blessed. I barely got through that one. <laughs> in 1984, the United Methodist Church votes to ban the ordinance or ordination 
an appointment of avowed homosexuals as ministers. They banned them. They were probably had, <clears throat> probably there were several ministers that <clears throat> kind of go, well, it's too late, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I, I digress. <laughs> After several months, in 1990, I'd get the year in there. After several months on the festival circus, circus, maybe it is a circus, circuit, the film Longtime Companion opens to the public in New York City and is the first major studio release about age. Bruce Davison receives the, a Best Supporting Ask, Ask Oscar nomination for his work in the film. And moving on to this day in history on May 12th, in 1975, California repeals its 103-year-old sodomy laws. You know, I, I didn't know. Apparently, in the United States and on every state level, sodomy laws were all the rage in like the 1800s and early 1900s. Uh, and I, I suppose there's still some on the books. But um, as time has gone on, those attitudes have changed. And... And I guess more people have decided what goes on in their bedroom is no one's business, particularly the government's. Um, in 1975, uh, California repeals its 103-year-old sodomy laws. A spokesman for the Los Angeles Police Department seeks reinstatement of them. Really? Saying, we're all having trouble enough convincing our men that they should accept women as equals. Can you imagine what would it would do to morale if we gave them a queer as their partner. Um, okay. So, uh, I, see, they want, he wants to reinstate it because that's going to help protect him in case he gets a partner that's gay. Well, a little misguided there, I think. But, you know, hey, whatever. In, no, not whatever, that's disgusting. In 1985, seven days after President Reagan visits the Nazi war cemetery in Bitburg, West Germany, justifying the visit by equating Nazi, Nazi war dead with victims of the Holocaust, Holocaust, a gay group in Hamburg unveils a granite memorial at the site of the Nuremberg death camp in memory of the of the estimated 250,000 gay men who were murdered by Nazis in the concentration camps. It is inscribed, dedicated to the homosexual vi victims of the National so Socialism, uh, 1985. And someone left a comment on this one, and I, I thought it was interesting, so I'm going to read that as well. Um, the comment reads, Governor Jerry Brown Jr. of California signed a landmark bill in May of 1975, not only repealed the archaic sodomy laws of the state, but legalized all sexual acts between consenting adults in private. The bill, AB 489, was originally authored by Assemblyman Willie Brown, a Democrat of San, from San Francisco, and many called it the Gay Bill of Rights. One year later, later, Mayor Tom Bradley declared Gay Pride Week in Los Angeles in 1976 with a proclamation signed by all members of the city council. So that was in 75. That's pretty progressive. And thank you, Willie Brown, and thank you, uh, Jerry Brown uh, and Mayor Tom Bradley, all of you. It's... Um, Pushed, pushed things along quite a, quite a bit. And on the last day of this week in history, it is short, 1986, Vanessa Redgrave stars as Renee Richards in the CBS made-for-TV movie, Second Serve. So that's on this week in history. Let's see if I can get some music since I messed everything up so badly this morning. Um, yeah. Hit what you give. Wake up, kids, we've got a dreamer's disease. 
the music in you that's um you give you get what you give so keep giving so you get you get back <laughs> so i have some other news here that i'd like to share with you as well um which i found interesting i, I kind of skipped through all the news this week just to thought i'd just bring you the highlights not a lot of detail because um you know sometimes the detail we get too deep in the weeds and um Yeah, and it, sometimes it can be pretty, uh, pretty depressing. Uh, yeah, we don't want to go there. So um, here's a here's an interesting one in Colombia's Congress, in Colombia, that is in uh, not the United States, Colombia, South Carolina, not Colombia, South Carolina, Colombia, South America. A historic number of out LGBT. LGBTQ candidates won their uh, race in yesterday's congressional elections in Colombia, um, which is great. This year, 24 out of uh, L- 24 out LGBT people ran in Colombia's congressional election, up over 50 percent from 2018. So um, they're going to change things, and I hope they do because I I know that that has been a very oppressive country when it comes to lgbtq issues so um that's what's happening and also there is um in the u.s news here where is that uh it's um that's changing in the united states as well um ghana is warned that passing anti-lgbtq bill would harm the economy 
So Morgana, they're trying to appeal to the religious sense that it's, you know, their their religious leaders are saying that gay is not really a something to be condemned religiously, you know, and that um, trying to explain it, that it's okay. And they haven't made a lot of progress with it because there's so much uh, anti-gay religious doctrines out, so many of it out there and so much uh, hateful religious um, interpretations that, that uh, I guess have been uh, in, engraved in, in the culture that it's hard to 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 uh, combat it uh, with um, rational sense I suppose but uh, so now they're working on the money side of it I suppose economic damage that would be caused by caused by the passage passage of Ghana's extreme anti-LGBTQ bill is highlighted at the parliamentary hearing this week for for months Guyanian legislators have been studying the proposal which would impose harsh new penalties for same-sex intimacy and make advocacy of the human rights of LGBTQ people a crime. The LGBTQ rights advocacy group, Rightify Guyana, oh, I like that, Rightify, Rightify Guyana, reported on this week's testimony before the Parliamentary Committee considering the proposal, which is formally titled the Promotion of Proper Human Sexual Rights in Guyana Family Values Bill. Well, that's a mouthful. Passage of the anti-LGBTQ bill would result in a loss of needed support from developmental partners for large and small Guyanan enterprises, business people told the committee. So um, uh, it goes on and on and explains in detail how uh, the economy would be affected. So... I give them I give them kudos for keeping keeping at it. Uh, <laughs> their new strategy. Um, it's just just got to do what you got to do. So uh, this message is uh, another one that is interesting. America is drowning in anti-LGBTQ attacks. Where the left's where is the left's lifeboat? This week, Democratic Senator Mallory McMorrow gave a powerful floor speech in response to a colleague uh, who is in a fundraising email to supporters accused McMorrow of grooming and sexualizing children. This is, uh, if you haven't seen the, uh, if you haven't seen the video, it's very powerful. Um, and um, I don't know what to say. You got to watch it. Uh, America is drowning in attacks and anti-LGBTQ attacks. So, um, I mean, I guess I'll just I'll just dive in here on this one. So, here we go. This week, Democratic State State Senator Mallory McMorrow gave a powerful floor speech in response to a colleague who, in a fundraising email to supporters, accused McMorrow of grooming and sexualizing children. She said, or he said, I sat on it for a while wondering, why me, she said, because I am the biggest threat to your hollow, hateful scheme, because you can't claim that you are targeting marginalized kids in the name of parental rights. If another parent is standing up to say no, McMorrow's nearly five-minute floor speech drew on her own Christian faith and striking back against hateful Republican attacks on queer and trans kids. It quickly went viral on social media. McMorrow is a useful template for Democrats who maybe believe that weighing in on this issue is beneath them or too risky. Uh, they should also ask to another state-level floor speech we heard this week, or inspiration when this was a really good one when state representative Ian McKay of Missouri gave a fiery address about growing up gay in a conservative part of the state. Oh, that was, I mean, you should watch that one too. Ian McKay, McKee. Uh, it is a scary time to be queer in America right now. Conservatives have given to their basest bigotries and everywhere they look, they see an insidious 
LGBTQ agenda in everything from Disney productions to your child's textbooks. It is a ridiculous conspiracy theory. Obviously, queer and trans people just want to be left alone and to have a shot at a happy life just like everyone else. But this ambition appears to be a bridge too far for today's Republican movement, which has launched an all-out assault on anyone who appears even marginally supportive of gay or especially trans people. Conservatives are increasingly smearing pro-LGBTQ people as groomers. That's the, that's the thing. I mean, first we were recruiters, now we're groomers. I, I, neither is appropriate, and labels I hate. Implying that liberals want uh, trans kids not to be forcibly detransitioned by the state are akin to pedophiles. It is easy to assume that conservative activists are playing this issue up as its next big election diversion. Next big yeah, mm-hmm. Similar to the mysterious refugee, refugee convoys that always seem to pop up exactly two months before major elections. But that would be a mistake. Republican leaders are acting in extreme ways against LGBTQ lives. And there you go. Um, this is on uh, a, a news source called Altura, A-L-T-U-R-I. If you want to read more, I suggest you go there, and there is an article in further in-depth about it uh, to uh, sort it out. Saudi Arabia is next. Disney is refusing to cut. Good for them. I feel like wearing a Mickey Mouse hat with rainbows all over it. Wouldn't that be nice? Disney is refusing to cut LGBTQ scene in Doctor Strange 2 in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has asked Disney to cut the LGBTQ reference from Dr. Strange in, in the multiverse of madness before it can be screened in the kingdom, an official said on Monday. Oh, my. But denied early reports that the film has been banned. Uh, Disney has so far declined the requested edits to the Dr. Strange sequel slated for release around uh, the world next week. The, the cuts amount to nearly, barely 12 seconds in which a lesbian character, America Chavez, played by actor uh, Gomez, refers to her two moms, according to uh, Nuwaf Asalban, Saudi Arabian's general supervisor of cinema classification, it's just her talking about her moms because she has two moms, she said. And being in the Middle East, it's very tough to pass something like this. Well, maybe they should change their attitude. <laughs> hmm. And now Russia court finds TikTok and Instagram for gay propaganda. Shocking. The Tagansky Court of Moscow ruled Tuesday that social media platforms, Instagram and TikTok, were guilty of violating Russia's law that bans discussions of information regarding LGBTQ people or commonly known as gay propaganda law. In the case against TikTok, Judge Timur, oh, these names, I, I give up. Vakarayev, <laughs> okay, found TikTok guilty under part two of Article 13.41 of the Code of Administrative Offenses of the Russian Federation. Non-deletion by the site owner of information of, the oblig of if the obligation to delete is provided for by the legislation of the Russian Federation for violating the tenets of the gay propaganda law requiring deletion of the offending materials. Uh, there's the name again, find the social network 2 million rubles, which is roughly equivalent to $27,000. Well, TikTok and Instagram, I guess you better be careful. And then the Russian court dissolved St. Petersburg's LGBTQ human rights group. They dissolved the group. I guess it's propaganda again. Yeah, that's what it says. So I'm surprised they had a group, but uh, no more. It's been dissolved. 
Hmm. Yeah. Nations with anti-LGBTQ laws, 49% Muslim and 44% Christian. I think I talked about that last week. I'm not going to go over that again. Yeah. So, and now Canada's in the news. <laughs> um, now, I have to say, a week from today, uh, um, and I, it's been a little bit too long. This is KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio, and I need to announce... Uh, that um, an event coming up with uh, Laguna Beach Pride. That is a week from today at Aliso Beach, there is a bon beach bonfire. I think the, the moon rises and it's a waxing moon, not a, it's a waxing moon, which means it's, it's getting bigger. And so it comes up, I th it, uh, uh, the moon rise is around 6.30, but at five o'clock we gather and we uh, are on the beach till ten when the when the the beach closes and it's a beach bonfire. We have s'mores and we have a little music and we watch the sun go down and we uh, have a fire pit and we stay warm and cuddle and talk and it's free and it's fun and it's last time we did it we had like sixty five people show up throughout the evening. It's a fun time just to kind of gather and get together dogs and pets and and families and kids and all kinds of diverse things going on. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. There's no alcohols allowed, so be careful of that. And uh, what else can I say? Uh, the parking meters do run, so be careful of the parking. Um, it, if you want to share some food, bring some food and share it. If... Uh, you want to roast a weenie, bring a weenie. We will have uh, roasting sticks there. Uh, and we do bring some munchies and foods just to share. Uh, it's, uh, but again, it's free. There's no cost. Laguna Beach Pride is, is organizing it. It's just something we do whenever we can uh, to bring people together and say we care and share, share friendship and all the good things that go on with it. So um, that starts at 5 p.m. till 10. That's at Aliso Beach, and that is this next Saturday, May 14th. So a sunset bonfire and uh, s'mores, s'mores. So we will have lots of s'mores, graham cracker, cracker, graham crackers, and marshmallow and chocolate, if you don't know what they are. So you roast the marshmallows, you put them on a graham cracker with some chocolate, and you munch them down, and they're delicious. So that is a week from today. So you better get ready, get, get out to the beach today and get a little tan, get ready for next Saturday here at, uh, in uh, Laguna Beach. Okay. I said we had some news from Canada, and I love Canada. And it's it kind of it's kind of a smack in the face for here in the United States, but Canadian health officials have lifted restrictions on gay and bisexual men donating blood following years of LGBTQ and advocacy groups accusing the federal health department of discrimination. Canadian health announced Thursday that it will eliminate the current ban of men from donating blood. If they have had sex with another man within the past three months, instead Canadian Blood Services, a nonprofit charitable organization that provides blood to Canadian healthcare systems, will screen all donors, regardless of gender or sexuality, or for high-risk sexual behaviors, or via a donor screening questionnaire. Today, authorization is a significant milestone toward a more inclusive uh, blood donation system nationwide, and builds on progress in scientific evidence made in recent years. It said in a statement, uh, the health body made the change at the request of the Canadian Blood Services, which has been advocating for the change for more than a decade. And the same as in the United States, but they haven't changed it. But Canadian, the Canadians did. According to the charitable organization, male donors will no longer be asked if they've had sex with another man and instead will be screened based on their sexual history. So. So I looked up what's going on in the U.S. and it's not changed. Uh, hmm. Hmm. So um, the U. Uh, 
the U.S. government released a new report. It's the first ever it's happened, and uh, I found it interesting that it that it is being compiled first and that it's being released second, okay? Uh, release of its first annual interagency report on advancing LGBTQI plus human rights. So they did a report. Uh, U.S. Embassy and... Con- uh, Consulates uh, today released the first ever public report on the U.S. government's implementation of the 2021 Presidential Memorandum on Advancing Human Rights of Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, Queer, and Intersex Persons Around the World. So there is a Presidential Memorandum advocating these rights. And they did a report on it. The report details our efforts to protect and promote human rights of LGBTQI plus persons globally over the past year. It is my hope that this historic report inspires other governments around the world to undertake similar actions to advance the human rights of LGBTQ plus persons and to report publicly on those efforts. So I would like to see the report. I think the nice thing that it's being done so other nations can see uh, transparently what's going on with uh, other nations and maybe make some comparisons in their own countries of what's going on and, uh, you know, maybe level the field in an honest and honorable way. This one is an interesting one. In the United States, it says, (laughs) anti-LGBTQ laws inspire many LGBTQ people to seek public office. And uh, with that, there was a big announcement. If you haven't lived, if you're not under a rock, um, you probably know about it. That I'll say, I'll I'll, uh, share with you next. But first, the avalanche of Anti-LGBTQ laws before state legislatures this year is an inspiring LGBTQ candidates to seek office. This is even happening in similar in smaller cities and rural parts of uh, the U.S. Some state houses across the country are trying to limit conversations about sexuality and gender identity. Don't we know that? In schools or block gender-affirming care for trans children. But as the Mountain West News Bureau, Bert Johnson reports, they're inspiring some LGBTQ citizens to push back by seeking public office. So that's happening and that's great. But what the big news is, Biden taps the first black woman, LGBTQ white house press secretary. Get that. She's a, she's, it's a triple whammy. She's a female, she's black and she's L and she's, gay. And she is the new White House press secretary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a triple whammy. And um, I, everything I've read and, and uh, noted about her is pretty impressive. We'll see. President Joe Biden on Thursday named uh, Karine Jean-Pierre to be the next White House press secretary, the first black woman and openly LGBTQ person to serve in the role. Incumbent Jen Pisaki, who I dearly thought was great, is set to leave the post next week. Jean-Pierre takes on the role as the White House faces an uphill battle to help Democrats hold onto the House and Senate in this fall's midterm elections and as the administration struggles to address Americans' concern about the soaring inflation and state of the economy. She also comes into the job as Biden faces a daunting array of foreign policy challenges, including the ongoing Russian invasion of Ukraine and North Korea's escalating nuclear testing program. Biden is set to visit South Korea and Japan later this month and Europe in June. So that's all the news that's fit to be the news. (laughs) So this is Craig on KXFM 104.7, Laguna Beach's only FM radio. Um, The surf... Is today, what is today? Is today the seventh? It is. So, oh, it's all over. They had a beach cleanup today. It's just wrapping up at 10 o'clock. 
Well, I hope it was, <laughs> they should have announced it, I suppose. Oh my gosh. Well, there's still seven minutes left, so you can run over there and, and get, um, help them, help them throw the trash in the trucks and haul it off, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, um, don't forget the, the, uh, the event next Saturday, that's, uh, Laguna Beach Pride's, uh, beach, beach bonfire. And also coming in August is, uh, Laguna Beach Pride's, um, Pride Festival. That's August, uh, 6th and 7th, uh, 5th, 6th and 7th. Uh, it's a three day weekend. We're partnering with the, um, Laguna Playhouse and that's on the Friday. We're with Xanadu. They have a production, a special production of Xanadu, which will be quite a festive, uh, event. I'm, I'm understand. And then a pride festival with everything that we've ever done before again, but only better. And then, uh, there will be a hike, uh, and, uh, the Sunday before there'll be a Sunday brunch, which will be uh, bingo drag bingo with, uh, Andorra. It's all scheduled. It'll be on, uh, the website for a uh, Laguna pride, Laguna beach pride.org Laguna beach pride.org. So it'll be updated as we move along. So be sure to check that out anyway. And I have, it is the bewitching hour. It's time for me to head out here and, uh, our upcoming Upcoming uh, <laughs> next show, which will be out of May, will be here to uh, romance you. And I thank you for tuning in on this beautiful Saturday in May 7th. Yeah, May 7th, 2022. And go out and carpe diem, seize the day. Don't stress too much. It's a beautiful day. Love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next Saturday right here on KXFM 104.7. We'll be passing by and they'll be witched inside.